everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cancel Sweezy. It is me, your boy, Sweezy, back at it again with another hot, hot, hot podcast. The podcast where I talk, I say the things that you are thinking but are too afraid to say. Uh, it's called Cancel Sweezy. We're canceling myself, uh, making sure my hair looks good. But uh, yeah, we're canceling myself, and we're going to do it in the only way I know how, by uh, just talking and sharing opinions and going over everything that has been going on in the world this week. And I'm very excited to do that. This is a very special episode for me, episode 7. 7 is my favorite number, uh, followed by 4 before, because I'm the 4-play king. Uh, like I said, you know, I'm Sweezy, and we're here... Uh, Doing another podcast, Cancel Sweezy. I like that. But more importantly... And I really like that. So thank you all for being here, showing up, and listening to this. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button because YouTube is very much lacking compared to the audio version. I'm very happy with the audio version. So if you're listening to the audio version, thank you so much. But uh, if you want to take the sacrifice and listen on the or watch on the video side, that'd be really cool too. Uh, YouTube monetization is really cool. We're kind of working towards getting there. And also like, subscribe. If you dislike this episode, uh, press the dislike button. Uh, it is what it is. So please go ahead and do that. Be cool. Be a cool guy. You know what? I like that. So uh, go ahead and do that. Um, as like I said, yeah, go like and subscribe. If you are on the audio platform, write a review of the show and rate rate the show to rate. I said rake, but no, rate the show as well. The ratings uh, do help the show a lot. It kind of gets the attention of anyone on iTunes. So be a cool person, write a review, even if it's just nonsense. Uh, I still like it. So I'm down for that shit and uh, we'll always be on board for you doing that as well. Uh, really fun. Uh, also, um, like some of you know, but some of you may not know, uh, Mondays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I stream video games over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash TheSchweezy is where I stream at. Uh, I am currently playing Pikmin 3 Deluxe. I played it last night. I record on Fridays. It comes out Mondays. So if those of you want to know the production schedule of the show, maybe one day we'll do this, make this a live show, but that day is not today. Um but uh, no, I, mean, I started Pikmin 3 yesterday as I'm recording this. And I'll be playing it tonight if you're listening to day of. Uh, it's really cool, though. Um, that game's, like, really fun, and I'm like... And I hate that, like, sometimes you find a game, like, you really like that I'm streaming. And I'm like, I gotta save this all for the stream because I could end up just playing it for hours and going on. But no, this game's a lot of fun. I talk to you, and it's a lot of fun. We just hang out, and uh, I go on random rants. It's more like this show, but live and unfiltered, very unfiltered, and I can't take my words back. Like in this show, I can just edit things out if I want to, but not necessarily that. Uh, but no, twitch.tv slash the slash the Mondays and Thursdays, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, it's the current schedule as of right now as we're in a pandemic. Uh, things start opening back up, and uh, I can actually start touring and playing shows again. Could change. That that date could change. Um which um, I will be ha- – that will be a welcome change for me, to be honest with you. But, uh, no, I'm, I'm very excited for uh, – but I do enjoy playing that for the meantime. It's kind of helped me getting through uh, COVID right now, you know, just playing video games on the internet and it's the best way to communicate with other people. So, uh, yeah, it's really fun. Uh, I do have a new song out. I guess it's not necessarily new. It's probably – it's actually, yeah, around a month old now. Oof. 
uh, out now anywhere you get your uh, music from, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, I have more music coming out soon. I'm just putting the finishing touches on some stuff. Uh, I'm not going to announce anything until I get it sent to a distributor, my distributor. So uh, just stay tuned for that. Uh, that's why the best thing to do, if you are on Apple Music or Spotify, there is a follow button as well. So you get notified when I release new music, and that is really cool. Because I feel like a lot of like the podcasting and stuff like that, I do in regards to just like further my music because my music is always current is my number one thing always and then you know i like podcasting and it's very important to my life but i know my music is very important so if you really want to support me is uh go subscribe to that but say you're one of those people who want to support me like a king or a queen a king or queen above 18 uh doing everything the best thing possible uh we have a patreon page i think it's just patreon.com slash the Schwedcast. Uh, it's for both the Schwedcast and Cancel Sweezy. Uh $5 a month is the only tier we currently have right now. And with that, you get ad-free episodes of this show and the Schwedcast. Great way. It's actually the best way to support. So we could rank it. Uh, Patreon is the number one. Subscribing to me on Spotify, um, my music specifically, and then the podcast as well, wherever you get your podcast, and especially YouTube as well. And after that is on Twitch. Um, also with Twitch though, I forgot to say, uh, if you have an Amazon prime account, um, you can connect that with your Twitch account and there's two buttons. There's a follow button, which is free. And then there's a subscribe button. Subscribe button helps support me, uh, the best way possible. And, but doing that though, it's typically a five, typically if, if you didn't have it, it's $5. And if you have an Amazon prime account, that's $5 that you're putting back into Jeff Bezos's pocket and fuck that guy. Um, even though I'm on his streaming platform um but anyways you don't want him making extra money so you have to subscribe on my twitch it'll be a cool guy i like that i like that so do that anyway so yeah best thing to do but you know the most minimum thing you can do is just like and subscribe that's free it's fun it's cool and, and i really like that so check that out so let's get into it time for me to get into the news don't need money don't take fame, don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's fun and exciting, but can be cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of love. Yeah, into the news. Okay, let's get into it. I got a couple good news articles. Obviously, the election's over, and I don't think I have, I might have something in regards to the election, but... I might not. I actually don't think I do. But anyways, but no, here's the real news that no one is telling you. Uh, so let's just get into this here. Yes, Paul Bettany did reveal new details about MCU's Vision's private parts. So if you're a fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this is especially for you. Um, obviously, so Diz, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've seen Endgame. If, you, if you're listening to the show and haven't seen Endgame, go fuck yourself. Uh, but... Anyway, so Disney is working on kind of these uh, TV series. Uh, they're, they were supposed to come out this year. I thought Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out this year because, like, when the pandemic started back in March, they said they only had, like, a week's worth of shooting left. But then apparently uh, that was a fucking lie. So uh, we have to realize uh, that that's not going to happen. But they did um, release a date for WandaVision uh, on Disney+. Plus. So it's January 15th. 2021 which i mean it's not that far away which is weird to think but still it's kind of like 
God, I was like, when Disney Plus was first announced, this is like the one thing I was most excited for. Like Mandalorian, I was like, yeah, it could be cool. And then they introduced Baby Yoda. I'm like, all right, I'm in. Uh, but no, the TV shows is what I'm like super excited for. They're, I mean, they're, I saw, I think I saw they're filming uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, so I'm super excited. Uh, let's just get into this article about uh, Paul Bettany describing Vision's penis, uh, which is what you all came to this show for. Oh, this is also from the direct. I got to say my sources too, because I didn't come up with this shit or find it on my own. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe fandom can now finally start counting the days until the ever-expansive franchise returns with its Phase 4 lineup. While the next slate of films won't begin premiering until next summer, Marvel Studios is heavily promoting their brand new group of interconnected Disney Plus series, which will begin with WandaVision on January 15th. There is no official plot for the new series, but the implications for its importance to the MCU are mind-boggling. The potential introduction of the multiverse, along with a wacky trip through different eras of television, already have the world eager for more when WandaVision ultimately arrives. I did hear a rumor. I'll get into that in a bit. Actually, I'll just get into it now. Um, so, like, the premise I heard, um, and this is like a leak, so it's probably not true, but uh, it's this idea that, like, Wanda is, like, homeless and lost after the events of Endgame, after Vision's dead, and I think the Avengers are technically not together, even though I feel like Falcon and uh, Bucky could, like, have helped her somehow, and then Wakanda still exists, and I guess in the MCU, Black Panther's and dead. Okay, that that is a weird thing to say. I mean, obviously, I miss Chadwick Boseman like crazy, but the idea that... So he died... So in uh, the first Black Panther movie, he was te- he technically died, and then in Endgame he died, and then he died in real life. So like, oh, it's not good for that character. I don't know why. I'm just like looking for the little screen on my mirror. I don't know what's going on with my hair. Um, but no, it's something like she's homeless, and then she meets a witch named Agatha, played by Catherine Hahn. Which I want to say this about Catherine Hahn. Of like, I feel like there's like a celebrity or actress uh, actor, you know. Uh, crush that isn't technically considered like a smoke show but you find like attractive i feel like we all have someone like that they're not necessarily ugly but like you consider them hot and like they're not necessarily like known for just like their beauty they're more known for like their talents Catherine hans that for me i do think she's like super attractive and i'm down and if she's listening to this hit me up Catherine, uh, I'm at the Schweezy, like on every social platform and the Schwedcast at gmail.com if you just want to email us directly. Um, but anyways, it's something like she's a witch and she's like, I can help you with this and creates this like weird thing in her mind. Uh, that's the plot I do know. Um, but anyways, uh, recent weeks have seen the show's cast and crews tease what's about to come as well, including a recent interview with one of the, its leading actors getting into some of the more adult oriented details of this character. In a recent interview on Stir Crazy with Josh Horowitz via the Comedy Central YouTube channel, Paul Bettany had the chance to answer some not-safe-for-work questions about the new Marvel Studios Disney Plus series, WandaVision. When asked if the new series would include any nudity, Bettany gave this somewhat expected answer concerning every single MCU movie to date before the Disney Plus era has been rated PG-13. I'm going to try to do a Paul Bettany. No, there is no nudity, so to speak. Bettany gave the next quote when discussing whether or not Vision has sex, considering this non-human nature. Whether he does or doesn't, Vision can change his density, so there's that. And finally, when asked directly what color Vision's penis is, Bettany replied, he's purple. (laughs) 
While this interview doesn't reveal any details pertaining to the plot of WandaVision, it's abundantly clear that Paul Bettany has more than enough comedy chops to hang with any of the funniest actors in the MCU, being so open to exploring the aspects of Vision that are a little bit more adult-rated. He leaves almost nothing to the imagination and couldn't stop himself from laughing the entire time answering questions not usually discussed on Marvel press tours. Uh, this hilarity also shouldn't come as too much of a shock considering Bettany started his run in the MCU by voicing Jarvis, Tony Stark's snarky and sarcastic AI assistant, and all three Iron Man movies in the first two Avengers films for his evolution into Vision. Now, in Android form, Vision has a much drier sense of humor in his interactions with other characters, while fans can only hope more of his comedy skills will shine through as he makes his first starring appearance in the franchise 12 years after starring in Iron Man. WandaVision is set to premiere on Disney Plus on January 15th, 2021, hopefully with the same amount of laughter that Marvel has always been known to bring. So, uh, great to hear uh, that, I mean, they're having a sense of humor. But also, yeah, like Marvel, uh, they're like very like, yeah, you're not going to tell shit about this. And so, they're, so I guess they're like, I guess I'm thinking the guy interviewing, what the fuck is his name? Uh, Josh Horowitz? I don't know who that is. Anyways, so uh, he'd probably just be like, you know, I can't actually ask him any, like, questions about the series, so let's just ask what everyone's wondering about. Like, so what's Vision's penis like? Well, he can change... Well, he can change density. That's all I can tell you. There's a full interview up on, uh, Comedy Central YouTube cha channel. I have to mention that, uh, for anyone wondering. So, go... You can check that out if you want to know the full interview of what's going on with, uh, Vision... Wanda vision and everything like that uh let's get into our next article uh cougar sighting was actually a house cat moose jaw police and this is from regina news a little furry feline friend caused quite a bit of commotion in moose jaw on monday in a news release police said they spotted a house cat after someone reported monday afternoon they saw a cougar in wakamo valley uh police said conversation officers Able to determine the cougar sighting was most likely a house cat that resides in the area. <laughs> what the fuck? There was no cougar tracks found in the area, and officers couldn't find the large animal with a drone. The area was searched extensively for a cougar, police said. Okay. Uh, so, could you imagine? I mean, police officers are usually pretty shitty, but then, like, you have to, like, God, it's like, ah, there's a mount cougar. It's like... Only thing like the, the police are gonna be able to do with the cougar is shoot it. Like that's all they're gonna be able to do. Like, do they not have like? Why would they not like send some sort of like animal control after? Why do they send police officers after like bullshit like this? Like for real, a cougar. What's the only thing a cop's gonna be able to do is shoot it. Like that's all. Like cops, they went to school for like three months, six months, or whatever. Uh, and still, uh, like they're not trained to deal with a cougar. They're barely trained to deal with actual humans. For real, though. So, like, why are we... That's And that's the idea behind defund the police, I'm assuming, is that, like, oh, yeah, so if there's an animal, we're not going to send police after it. If there's some, like, a mental health crisis, then I'm not going to send a fucking police officer to just shoot the problem. So that's the idea behind that. I think if I fix my hair... I don't know why I am keep touching my hair. I'm going to... I might just, like... When I get to a break, I'm just going to spray it down some more. Um, anyways, yeah, so... But imagine these police officers untrained, barely trained at all for even the job they have. Uh, they're like, so there's a cougar? I'm like, all right. I'm like, well, I hope it doesn't kill me before I kill it. Uh, and they go around, and then they realize it's a house cat, and you're like, "Some, are you fucking kidding me? Like, for real? Anyways, nah, that's all I really have to say on that. Just, just, I just thought that was so stupid. Just like, oh, 
there's a cougar. And it's like, it's just a cat. Like, it's a cat. And cougars look a lot different than any, like, stray cat I've ever seen in my life. So, all right, let's move on. I'm done with that one. Uh, this one's very important. I actually believe in Spike Lee to direct movie musical about Viagra. This is from Variety, a very great news source on entertainment Probably. I don't know. Uh, I've read the magazine. It's fun. Uh, the Entertainment One film is based on David Kushner's Esquire article titled All Rise, the Untold Story of the Guys Who Launched Viagra. Lee is directing the untitled musical from a screenplay he wrote with Kwam Kwe Arma. The, I'm saying that wrong, and I don't care. The movie will feature original songs and music pro- panned by Stu Stewart and Heidi Rodewald. The duo behind the Tony Award, Tony winning musical, Passing Strange. So, I mean, I think that one's good from what I'm aware. Tony winning, okay, it has to be good. I just, I got, Hamilton has a Tony, and uh, so I got to just take that honestly. Uh, in a statement, Lee said, first and foremost, thanks, Miss Jacqueline Shelton Lee. I thank my late mother for, as she would say, taking my narrow rusty behind, dragging, kicking, and screaming to the movies when I was a nappy-headed kid growing up in the streets of the People's Republic of Brooklyn. Why are you putting duh streets of the, of the People's Republic? Seriously? Who's writing this article? Put the, put the, you put the, Instead of duh, they meant the. They're saying duh because it's just natural way of saying thing, but they mean duh. Okay, I don't know. Now I want to see corny people singing and dancing. I instead wanted to play with my friends on the block. Stoop. I'm going to say the. I'm not saying duh. Stoop, ball stick, ball punch, ball softball, basketball, two hand touch, tackle football, Coco Olivio, Johnny on the pony, hot peas. I'm not reading the, the rest of this paragraph. Okay. Matt Jackson's Jackson Pictures will produce with Lee 40 acres of Mule Filmworks. Joanne Lee and Jackson Pictures and Kushner are executive producing. Zev Foreman and Ilda Diffney are overseeing for one. Uh, Lee recently directed the musical movie version of Dave Byrne's hit musical American Utopia, as well as a war drama, The Five Bloods. I think that's an actual title for Netflix. The prolific Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X. Yeah, we know it. He did Black KKK Landsman. Um, British playwright and director Kui Arma has directed London Stage, Adaptation of Twelfth Night, and Trees. Uh, Lee is represented by ICM, Jackson Pictures, and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, so they're making a musical about Viagra uh, in film form. And I'm, I'll see it. Spike Lee's cool. I like Spike Lee. He's really good. You know, Do the Right Thing's a great movie. Uh, very informative. I feel like if uh, you have questions, actually... Trying to remember it correctly. It's been a minute because I'm a very I was very educated a long time ago. But do the right thing is a good thing. Uh, it's exactly in the title. Do the right thing, and uh, do the right thing you should do, and do that. Uh, I agree. So uh, do the right thing. Uh, whenever this musical about Viagra, I guess it's the story of how they created it, maybe, or them at least advertising it because at least because you know those advertisements viva viagra which ruined viva las vegas for everyone forever so elvis is like turning over in his grave or uh, wherever he is he's turning over in his bed because he might still be alive we never know um that's a weird conspiracy theory like elvis is still alive and like he works at graceland but also i think like if you get to choose how you die it's not going to be on the toilet that's just a personal thing for me 
But uh, no, I think uh, I'm actually, actually, it's going to be very good. You know, the more I read about it, I uh, typically have, I like pull these articles. I just kind of like look at the headlines, uh, copy the rest of the article, and then I read it, live react to it on air uh, right now. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited for that. Let's see what's going on. Uh, looks like we got like two more articles. Let's get into that. Um, this one, I shared with some friends and they thought it was kind of funny. St. Olaf College urges students not to kiss while having sex due to (laughs) COVID-19. Oh my gosh, that's just so good. Guys, you can can still fuck around. Just stop kissing during it. Spreading the disease and we have to like, we have to stop spreading it. Don't spread it (laughs) to each other. St. Olaf College encourages students to avoid kissing while having sex to reduce spreading coronavirus according to a photo provided by the Daily Caller News Foundation. The, oh, and this is from the Minnesota Sun, FYI. The Minnesota College's flyer also urges students to wear a mask, steer clear of partners with symptoms of COVID-19, reduce your number of sexual partners, and use barrier protection like internal, external condoms, as well as dental dams. According, Oh, dental dams for oral. According to the picture provided to the DCNF, the flyer also probably listed various sex hygiene recommendations. Remember to wash, and this is a quote from the article. Remember to wash your hands and your sex toys before and after sex with warm, soapy water for at least 20 seconds. The picture provided to the DCNF said, Check in with yourself mentally to make sure that everything still feels comfortable and okay. It is important to keep up with your mental sex hygiene as well. The picture of the poster provided to the DCNF said, uh, the poster gave an example of how to set clear boundaries and provided example questions for people who are having sex to ask each other. Acknowledge and respect each other's boundaries, the poster said. The college flyer also recommended students have a conversation with your roommates about what each person is comfortable with since you are sharing a space. St. Olaf College didn't immediately respond to the DCNF's request for comments. So I just like this idea because um, – The way I see it is during sex, men are so focused on, like, pumping it in. And women are like, kiss me. It's romantic and shit like that. But, like, men are so, like, having to, like, do so much. So I imagine this guy's like, you know, I don't know if this is valid or not, but I'm just going to. I'm just going to put it down. Uh, Got to avoid kissing during sex, everyone. I'm going to spray this down during our break. Um, Spray it down. You got to. You got to. Can't be kissing during sex, people. It's just distracting. And uh, clean your clean your twats. Clean, clean your vaginas, clean your dicks, just clean it all. For real though, like there is some, there is something to say. If like you're expecting to have sex, I'm like I'm not in a relationship, so if when I make inter, do intercourse or do the sex, um, I always have to make sure you know because there's a general. So like when you're not with a one partner type of situation, uh, you generally kind of like groom yourself and clean yourself in a way that was, should be comfortable for about everyone. Cause you never know like someone's preference. Like you're not like, them. so how do you, how do you like the, how much pubic hair do you like? How much, uh, but obviously clean yourself down there and then like meet people who like, just like, I'm just going to say women in my situation. Cause I'm not sucking dudes dicks. I have to imagine that has to be gross though. But I'm going to say like, if it smells down there and it tastes bad down there, like, like, people wonder, like, why are men so gross? Like, women are just as gross as men. They're just better at hiding it. Let's just be real. So, people, clean your vaginas, clean your penises. Uh, don't kiss during sex, apparently. Uh, actually, I think the CDC actually recommends uh, glory holes as the best form of safe sex. So, if you have access to a glory hole, uh, I would say check that out if you just want to get off. I think that's the best thing you can possibly do right now. 
uh, go ahead and uh, hit up your local glory hole and have some fun in the meantime. And, uh, yeah, that's all I can really say in regards to that. Practice safe sex. Even in this time of COVID-19 where it can be dangerous. All right. Last article I have for the news today. Uh, fight club in New York City with over 200 people broken up by authorities. This is NBC News. You're like, man, it's broken up. Uh, a 200-person unlicensed fight club in New York City was disbanded by sheriffs on Saturday night, according to officials and local reports. Attendees of Rumble in the Bronx were discovered drinking, smoking, and fighting, but not social distancing at the event, according to NBC New York. One of several loaded firearms seized by the by the York, York City Sheriff, that could be a typo, from an illegal fight club in the Bronx, New York City Sheriff via Twitter at around 11.15 p.m. They started pretty early. This They caught them pretty early because I imagine like fight clubs maybe start at 10 p.m. But I, w- I would say 11 would be when most people kind of get there. Um, New York Sherry Sheriff's Department entered a Coster Street warehouse and found the crowd watching, participating in the fighting. NBC New York reported patrons were also observed drinking alcohol, smoking hookah, not wearing face covering while failing to social distance, the sheriff officials said in a statement according to NBC New York. In a tweet, the New York City sheriff said loaded firearms were discovered and 10 organizers were charged with multiple crimes. A significant amount of marijuana was also discovered according to NBC New York. Uh, Michael Roman, CEO of Rumble in the Bronx, is facing eight charges, which include unlawful assembly and conducting a prohibited combat sport. NBC New York reported Roman's organization has an active social media presence and as of Saturday was promoting a mask free event in Orlando this December, according to NBC New York. The New York City Sheriff shut down an illegal fight club in the Bronx. New York City Sheriff said it was not immediately clear if Roman was had retained a lawyer that the New York City Sheriff did not immediately identify the other people arrested. So, a lot of thoughts here. What fucking cool. I didn't, I didn't know Fight Clubs actually existed. Um, so, I want to say this in regards to this. So, it looks like they said uh, marijuana, alcohol, and hookah, all legal substances in the state of New York. Um, assuming everyone was over 21, uh, that should be a fine situation. I don't think that was a problem. Um Obviously, um, there could be some legal things with it, but I feel like if everyone's a cons- everyone's consenting to it, like it seems like a very organized event. Like if everyone's like consenting to fighting, shouldn't like I think the fighting part is fine too. Like it could be legal, but I don't know why that has to be legal if everyone's consenting to it. I mean, let's be real. Let's let's think about this here. So, like you can have sex with someone, just anyone, just for fun. No, no problem. But if you ask someone, if you want someone to pay you to have sex with them, it's illegal. So why are you, why is it bad to charge someone for something they can get for free? That's like the weird thing. So I feel like, you know, um, I feel like the fight club is okay. As long as everyone's consenting, at least the fighters are consenting to it. Substances are okay. The problem I feel like is yes, the, the COVID-19 restrictions, stuff like that. Uh, that's basically a super spreader event and definitely not good for anyone because, uh, yeah, everyone's just, I mean, especially hookah, like you just pass that shit around. Like everyone's just spitting in it, stuff like that. Like, I can't believe I used to do that. I can't believe, remember we like blew on birthday candles? Like just, we just blew our germs all over that cake. And then we're like, let's eat it. Let's just eat it. And then we're like, how, how do we, how do we used to do that? That's weird. But, uh, but no, I, I think this fight club is pretty funny. Like, uh, they had a fight club. Uh, someone made a joke like, let's make an app where just pe- 
people can match and then they fight each other. It's like, let's meet up to fight. I'm like, I'm down for that shit. I always like watch. See, I would be at, assuming COVID wasn't existing right now, I would be there just watching because that sounds like a lot of fun. Drinking, smoking, like that sounds like a lot of fun. And I feel like once COVID's over, I hope we can normalize fight clubs in at least public fight clubs. I know the first rule of fight clubs don't talk about fight club, but they had a name for it. This couldn't have been a secret fight club. Rumble in the Bronx. Uh, so I I don't know. Let's. I hope we can normalize fight clubs in the future because I love watching a good fight. I don't want to be in the fight. I love watching a good fight, and I'm always down for more of that. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's normalize fighting. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Gamefly. Most of you are already aware of Gamefly, but for those of you who don't, it's the best video game rental subscription service for one low monthly fee. As a Twitch video game streamer myself, I know there are two types of game. One type is the game that you'll continue to go back to time and time again, like Breath of the Wild and Super Smash Brothers. And then there's those other games, you know, that you only play once and then never pick up again. And that is where Gamefly is perfect. Most games come in at around $60, and you know, these new AAA titles come in at $60. But with this link in the description of this episode, uh, your first two months will only be $10. I'm a subscriber myself, and uh, I played through Pokemon Sword, and I loved it so much that I wanted to keep that copy. And with just a click of a button, uh, and you just pay the little extra money, you get to keep the game that you rented from Gamefly. You don't even have to worry about anything else, and they'll go ahead and send you the next game. I'm excited for the month of October. I will be getting into Luigi's Mansion because that is a very spooky game and uh how that's halloween so it's the spooky season which i am super excited to play that game i already got it in the mail and i'm excited uh for once october kind of rolls around i can start playing that game and it's super fun and awesome i love gamefly um like i said i'm a subscriber myself but you can get your first two months for ten dollars you just got to use the link in the description of this episode and you know what start playing those games This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, uh, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. They also have a fantastic clothing line so you can look good while you work out as well, which I always like to look good working out. Hashtag pray for Micah. We all know what the drill. Um... With your purchase of any product from the FNX Fitness website, they even donate a gallon of water to a child in need so you know that each purchase you make uh, really is helping someone out. Uh, Using promo code SWEGCAST or link in the description of this episode, you can save 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code SWEGCAST or link in the description down below. Save 15% on some great performance supplements. Okay, and we are back with uh, more of my bullshit if you don't want me then i don't want you so let's get into it uh let's just let me just talk about things i've been thinking of things that have been happening to me this week obviously uh obviously you know with covid all the things i say are interesting now and so you gotta have to believe me when i tell you this um i sprained my foot sleeping <laughs> just i woke up and it was like my foot hurt i'm like what the fuck happened like so I, I haven't been drinking, as if you, some of you know. I'm going to be talking about that after I talk about this. Um, but uh, so I'm just trying to figure out, like, oh, how the hell do you sprain your foot sleeping? Who sprains their foot sleeping? Then I realized fat people, fat people 
would sprain their foot sleeping. That's rough, buddy. And, uh, yeah, uh, no, it was pretty rough. Uh, I was like, I was like trying to walk around and I ordered like Uber Eats and then like the delivery driver, terrible. Like she's, she, she was absolutely awful. I kind of enjoy getting bad service because then I don't have to tip them because I'm very much a believer in like tip your delivery work, you know, like when you delivery drivers, waitresses, I'm, I'm a very big believer in that. Uh, but when they do a bad job, it's kind of like, yes. <laughs> Anyways, so she like I get a text from her and she's like, uh, "Hey, I think I'm here, but I can't find your apartment." I'm like, "Well, as says in the address, it's apartment building, blah blah blah. It's a letter. Uh, got tw- one out of twenty six chance of getting it right." Um, and then she said, "Oh, I can't climb stairs and I can't read letters." I'm like what? fuck did you just say right now to me you can't read letters you can't see letters what the fuck are you doing and she's texting me this shit she's texting me and she says she can't see letters what the fuck are you doing with a driver's license trying to deliver food to me what is going on with our society and so with an injured foot so i'm like hobbling down like and so oh they're doing construction on like the short stairs and i have to go down like this long patch of stairs i'm like hobbling down these steps like hobbling to the parking lot of my apartment complex eventually getting your food no mask on thank you no mask on when she delivers it to me and so obviously i got a zero tip from her and then like obviously reported like you know like she was bad i'm like why was this bad i'm like well uh she all the things like she made me pick it up very unprofessional uh, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. And one was like not wearing a mask because she wasn't wearing a mask when she was delivering it to me. It was like, we're sorry for that. Uh, we're going to remind her that she has to wear a mask or else. So thank you, Uber, for uh, letting me rank this. And then the next day, I think, and then another time, like someone just didn't even deliver the food. I think it was probably their last day on her or whatever. Uh, they stole my food. I was not too happy about that. Still waiting to hear back. But anyways, no. Uh, that's all I have to say that, yeah, I was, like, wobbling down with the sprained foot. It's feeling better now. Like, I think if I stretch it a little bit, it, kind of, it can feel a little bit of pain, but it's feeling better now. Um, pretty sure I just had, like, a muscle spasm in the middle of the night. Mm, makes the most sense. Just sprained it or whatever. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty brutal, especially that dumbass Uber Eats delivery driver. Uh, fuck her. And uh, fuck that she can't read le- she can't read letters. Fuck you. Seriously? You tell me you can't read letters? an apartment building it's a big giant letter you can read letters if you're texting me right now and then she was on the phone in her car and i don't know just being on the phone just being on the phone in public in general i just hate that shit like when you're on the phone and like you're checking out like how fucking rude are you like that's the problem with with people it's like just because you can talk on the phone anywhere doesn't mean you should like if you're not able capable and in a position where you should be talking on the phone you don't answer the phone. You let it go to voicemail. It's just fucking being polite, you dumbass bitches. All right, I'm getting mad. Let me get back to what really matters here. Um, oh, yeah, I stopped drinking. I'm stop. I'm quitting drinking for the time being. Uh, just kind of like taking some time to myself and uh, figuring that shit out. Um, so, yeah, I, the drinking was getting pretty bad. It can get pretty bad at times, and I just kind of have to stop. So right now I'm on a hiatus from drinking. Uh, basically, I was like... Waking up super shaky and having these weird spasms and shit like that. Could have been a seizure, but I never, I don't know what a seizure is like. And uh, I don't want to like 
be seizure shamed or whatever it's called. So I'm not sure if I had a seizure or not. I know seizures can be pretty bad and deadly, so I don't want to be be that guy. But it could have been a seizure. I'm not sure. Uh, but no, I was shaking pretty bad. So like first two days, I was like still shaking really bad. I was like waking up in like weird sweats and stuff like that. It, it was pretty bad. I think it was a withdrawal or stuff like that. Um, but no, it was pretty bad. The drinking and uh, uh, I can admit, I admit like yeah, I do have a drinking problem, but uh, kind of one of those things that's not as harmful to me as it could be with most people. Cause I, you know, I try talking to people, at least people like former addicts, at least with drugs. And I always think like in a way that like, maybe one day I could like, I'll, I get to a point. I want to get to a point where, you know, it's just like, you're just drinking. You don't feel like you need to drink. You just want, you know, you kind of just like want to, uh, when you're with friends and just having a good time, you know, you're just having fun and you want to have a drink. You don't need to have a drink. And I think I was getting to a point where I needed it. I just, I think mostly, I probably just need a therapist. I mean, I'm on the right medications. At this point, I think I just need to see a therapist. At this point, it's kind of like, I'm just kind of drinking to numb myself from a lot of problems and just stop me from thinking a lot of things. My mind's always like racing a hundred, like two miles, a hundred miles per hour, like at all times. I have to like sleep with the TV on just to like distract myself so I can fall asleep, uh, trick myself into doing so. And uh, it's just a weird it's a weird situation. So, uh, yeah, I wish, uh, things would be better, but you know, I'm always going to have to be, it was going to be something I had to work on. And, uh, I never want to quit. I'm never going to quit drinking like a hundred percent, but, uh, I'm just kind of drink how normal people drink, you know, people who don't have mental problems, people who can just fall asleep in like two minutes and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I'm not one of those people and, uh, maybe one day I can get close to what they're like, but, uh, it's not. It's just, I think it's just a lot of things. I need to see a therapist. Cause I, you realize problems with yourself. You're like, what do you want in a girlfriend? I'm like, oh, I just want someone who's nice to me. And you're like, oh, that's not a healthy thought to think. Well, why do you need that? And then like, I've always had a problem. I always wanted attention and, you know, music's really helped me with that. Podcasting's helped me with that. Especially I've always just kind of wanted attention. And, uh, I think in regards to that, I just think it's, uh, something I've kind of had to de- I've always just had to deal with uh, stuff like that, so I've always just wanted to seek attention from people. Uh, could just go back deeply rooted in a lot of problems, so something I'm always going to have to deal with, but yeah, for the time being. Um, if I'm honest, like right now, Friday, last time I drank was actually when I recorded the last Cancel Shweezy. Um, do I want to drink right now? Absolutely. I do want to drink. I pretty much want to drink uh, from the moment I wake up and I kind of like I'm able to coerce myself. It's like, ah, just get through this. Uh, finish this off. Then you can have a drink. Uh, you can get some vodka in you and uh, or some, just a you know, seltzer. Stop drinking beer. Just That's more just weight loss. Uh, but no, yeah, I always want it. I still want it. And uh, I think I think that may just be something I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life. Just like wanting to be drunk all the time just because I just feel good. I'm drunk. It just numbs me. Like how it, I guess how alcohol works with my system. It just numbs me. I'm not violent. I'm very. Fr- I'm actually way too friendly, and it and it makes women very gives them the dry ass pussy. And I don't I like that. I don't really like that. So, uh, so anyways, that's rough, buddy. That's my drinking problem. I'm always just gonna probably always gonna have it. Uh, just you know, I always just want something to numb me down from the atrocious world and. You know, world's so depressing. I mean, like, you can notice as it is. Like, it's always been pretty depressing for for me, at least. And so I'm always wanting something to numb me down to uh, get through shit and, uh, you know, make you, just make me, uh, makes me feel good. 
And uh, oh, I need to get the I need to get a soundtrack of Kramer. Here's to feeling good all the time. But I don't know. Uh, nah. Drinking coffee and tea to just kind of numb me over. So uh, my don't forget to be awesome, which is like a schwedcast thing. So uh, yeah, uh, manifest good energy towards me in regards to that, and then manifest your bad energy towards my actual thoughts and feelings. Because yeah, um, addiction's hard. I'll, I'll say I'm addicted. That's not a problem for me. I'll say I'm addicted. Um, so yeah, I'll just say that I'm addicted and. Uh, one day I'll get to a point where I can do it healthily and just really kind of like a reward to myself and just something I can really enjoy. But that day is not today, and uh, I have bummed you out. So uh, for anyone who is looking lesser of me, I have this to say. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. And I want you to take that to the fucking bank. So, uh... Sweezy. That's, uh, is it? I identify as a fucking threat. So, uh, don't think less of me, people. All right, confidence. Stay confident, Shweezy. Okay, so apparently people like it when I talk about music, so I'll probably try to add some music thoughts this week um, in the thoughts I've been thinking about. Um, so I finally got around, and I kind of just bit the bullet, and Machine Gun Kelly's kind of, like, returned to, like, maybe done a lot more pop punk. A lot of people say it's because Eminem scared him. Just... Let artists be artists. He's probably he probably wanted to do this like way before like Eminem even released that little diss track or whatever. So yeah, but like his song like Forget Me Too with Halsey. Obviously, I'm in love with Halsey. Um, I'm in love with a lot of people. So, uh, but no, anyways, they released that song Forget Me Too, and like it's been on loop all week. Monday, I think it's first time I kind of like caved and listened to it. Uh, but it's good, people. It's good. Um, I think, because just, I just hear a lot of, like, the pop-punk artists, like, nowadays. It's so, it feels so done before, if I can say that. It's, like, it's rehashing. And that's the problem with music. Like, with a lot of pop-punk artists, like, you think about, like, Paramore. And you just think, like, so you're either going to make the same record time and time again, or you're going to, like, try to release something new and better. And, like, that's why people, like, they switch to a little pop where they, you know... Everything like that's why country music they try like this whole uh bro country, like like country rap type stuff. Like, music needs to evolve to stay fresh and good. Like, you can't just be making the same album over and over again. Those artists get so old, and only really like the diehard friends. And like, those fans are like at the point in their there's a point in their life that that band meant a lot to them, and so that's why they stick around with them even when they just keep making the same album over and over again. Or it could be bands like Paramore and just keep experimenting and keep trying new things and uh, doing shit like that, and that's what really keeps an artist going really good uh, and makes them good music. So I think that song is really good. I'm excited for all his other music, and I'm really supportive of Machine Gun Kelly, even though I'm kind of like, even though he's like, he's Machine Gun Kelly. Like, I just thought, I don't know how him and, uh, uh, was it, Megan Fox are together. I don't know how that's working out, but uh, good for him, man. Good for him. So I have no hate for him. Uh, he's obviously a little... Uh, some cringy parts to him. Uh, yeah, I mean, get good. But no, the music's good, man. Support it. Keep it up. Do good. All that shit. Um, yeah, let me take some coffee because I need that shit. Keep me going right now. TBH. All right. So, uh, more music news for you. Uh, yes, Taylor Swift recorded a 10 minute version of All Too Well with swear words. Okay, so, and this is from Billboard. 
on that album Red, like that was my favorite Taylor Swift album for a while. And like, I was like, Red's better than 1989. And then, you know, the more research I did on 1989, I'm like, no, this is my favorite album of Taylor Swift. And it still is. And I, I like Reputation a lot. Some parts of it is, you know, but there's a lot of good tracks on there. Uh, Lover, super good. That was kind of what everyone expected to be the follow-up to 1989. Uh, and, you know, Folklore is just killing it right now. It's really good. But still, 1990 is my favorite. But All Too Well, like, oh, my gosh, I love that. I cannot get enough of that song. Like, I'll just listen to it on repeat, you know, when I was drinking. I'll just listen. I might do it tonight, you know. I might be sober and just listen to it on repeat. I don't know. I can I can do whatever I want. Fuck you. Um, but I know, let me read this article because I really like it. So, um, yeah, I think this article is going to explain it. I don't need to mansplain it to you. Taylor Swift knows all too well how much her fans love the heartbreaking Red Ballad. Turns off the five-and-a-half-minute song was once a, as double as long, so it used to be like a ten-minute version. On November 17th episode of Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Albums podcast, Swift shares, shared the original All Too Well, the first song she wrote for her 2012 album. The star noted that it all began with the ad-libbing session in the studio. That's, like, the lyrics are so good to that song. Like, I can't imagine, I can't believe she ad-libbed it. I'm assuming she changed some things here and there, but still, like, how full of sentences she could have made with that? Like, oh my gosh. Uh, it included the F word, and basically, I remember my sound guy was like, hey, I brought a CD of that thing you were doing in case you want it. And I was like, sure, she explained. I ended up taking it home and listening to it, and I was like, I actually really like this, but I, it's definitely, but it definitely is like 10 minutes long, and I need to par it down, I think it was at the studio I actually interned at and I think I can imagine like what room she was in she was recording just like ad-libbing in the guys like sitting there recording like hey I'm burning the CD for that because they like they still have CDs there um fun fact some studios the old ones still do it's like one of those old studios I mean nothing wrong with it but it's kind of like a lot of those old studios are just like you end up like having to figure out to get everything working you spend more time on that I'm like I just want to show up turn everything on and like let's get going and that's kind of how like my studio in here is set up but most studios don't have an Airbud poster, and uh, the sound, like these sound things, are terrible. But uh, they look cool, so I'll keep them up. And they still do a little bit. Uh, the ones I have, like right on the walls here, are really good. Um, let's see. She and songwriter Liz Rowe ended up cutting down seven extra verses, and All Too Well was born. That was a very serendipitous. Surrep- I'm saying that wrong. Creation of a song, Swift concluded. Swifties will have to wait to see the 10-minute original version is ever released. Pastor is currently in the process of re-recording her first five albums after ownership of her back catalog has changed hands for the second time in 17 months. Uh, so, yeah, so if you, some of you don't know, uh, Taylor used to be on Big Machine Records, which is like a, is a big country music label, and they're more... I don't, most labels are more concerned about just making money than ours because that's obviously what the label is for. Uh, but they're like, just like, ah, we don't care if it sucks, just release it because they're country music and a lot of just country fans are just so loyal. And so, I, and it's just terrible to the country fans out there. Like, they're just like, yeah, I don't care if you like shit, eat it, eat the shit. You'll, you like this shit, you'll eat it. And Big Machine's very big. And then Scooter Braun, and he's not much of a, I just don't, he, he doesn't have that music creativity and a big thing I always say with labels, I'm, I'm talking it, if I can just advise anyone, it's like, should I sign with this label? Should I be with this label? And, like, I, you know, if I've, I've been approached by a couple, uh, I always say, um, one thing, one thing I always say, and this is with anyone I work with specifically, uh, who wants to kind of be like a little overlord above me 
And uh, Nang was like, look, I'm going to do my own thing, and you're just going to have to deal with that, and I'm not going to do what you tell me to necessarily, within reason. But, like, creatively, like, you're not controlling anything I do. And uh, you kind of have to go through your gut a little bit, talk to some people, talk to a lawyer and stuff like that. But you always kind of have to go through your gut and realize that, like, this is who I am and I'm not going to be changing for anyone. And, uh, yeah, don't change for anyone. Always be confident in yourself and believe you're right. But Scooter Braun's just a shitty dude. And, uh, like, I just think he doesn't care. He cares more about the money than the than the artist itself. I'm, I'm just very big. Make sure they care about you. Make sure you're working with people who are good for you and stuff like that. So, uh, Scooter Braun, go fuck yourself, like always. But in regards to when people actually, like, if you want to talk about, like, was that deal fair? I'm like, I mean, of course it wasn't fair, but she signed a contract with the record label. Um, they, the record label has every right to do whatever they want with that. I feel like he should have uh, sold Taylor her rights back, even though they are feuding in a, a bit. Uh, but like, even if it's more than it's worth maybe, but I mean, Taylor Swift songs are worth a lot. And like, this is like someone's creativity. Like you're, you're buying out, like, even if it's expensive, like Taylor's like the highest paid musician right now in music, or I heard maybe female, but in music in general. So, uh, no, I think, uh, you should be selling that back to Taylor and, uh, I don't know. I, th- I feel like that. But no, I feel like it's going to be really cool to see what Taylor does. She kind of makes new versions of all these songs. Like, it'd be really cool. Because I feel like when Taylor decided to go pop is when Taylor started becoming the real deal. It's like, I feel like with me right now and my music, I feel like I did, like, the singer-songwriter shit for a while. And then now I'm kind of switching to very pop rock type, like, a very uh, my own type of thing right now. Kind of this alternative pop rock type thing. It's be really cool. So I'm excited. For Taylor, I'm excited for you to keep releasing music and uh, keep going. Next thing I got. All right. I met a girl. Okay. Yeah. So I met a girl on the internet and uh, very, very, very attractive. She has purple hair, which I, for some reason, find attractive for some reason. Um, Very, just like super hot. Very, 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 very beautiful. But she has a lot of problems, a lot of red flags here. Uh, I made a list of problems because... Um, obviously, if you can make a list of someone's problems, uh, there, there could be a problem there. Uh, I mean, we all have problems, but, uh, it's like, are these, are these problems I can, uh, is this baggage that has wheels or not to you? That's what I want to say. Uh, doesn't believe in doctors and thinks she knows more than them. She made this huge thing on Instagram that, like, uh, I feel like I know, I was like talking to a doctor and I was like, I know more than you and I know what's right for me and I know what's right with me. I'm like, like, because she does research on the internet, like your 20 minutes of research doesn't suffice for like the 10 years plus training and stuff like that, that your doctor has gone through. Like sometimes doctors can be half-assing it. Like just say like, it's like, Hey, we you should get on this medication. But like, no, I tried that medication. It didn't really work well for me. It made me feel really bad. Uh, I, that's happened to me, like, with one medication I was on. I was like, this makes me feel horrible. I can't take this anymore. It's just I feel worse on it, and I think it's worse for my health than it is benefiting me. So, like, I mean, stuff like that makes sense, but, like, just saying, like, no, I don't think I should be on that because uh, I read online on this article. Like, you're reading a 20-minute article. There's a difference between research and, like, studying something. Like, people can tell me shit about music all they want, but, like, I've actually gone to college for it. I've talked with people who've played music and, you know, study music longer than I will ever do um, until they die and then I surpass them for some reason if I live longer than them, which I, I don't know, let's see what happens there. Um, 
like you discuss, you research. It's it's a whole thing, like with research and stuff like that, when in regards to a topic like that. And so, telling a doctor you know more than them when they've dedicated their whole life to studying like this to help people. That's a red flag to me. And that's, that's a big red flag. Also, she thinks vaccines cause autism. She made a big post about how uh, propaganda for, like, the flu shot is bad. I'm like, come on. It's the flu shot. Like, you definitely don't need to get the flu. Sh- like, what I said, with the flu shots are so much different than uh, every other vaccine out there. Because with the flu shot, they have to wonder, like, what strain of the flu is going to be big this season so they're making like educated guesses in regards to that and giving you that so like you could get away with not getting the flu shot i've gone years if i've gotten away with it not taking the flu shot flu shot is like that but every other vaccines like well people don't get the measles anymore i'm like yeah because we have the vaccine dumbass oh, god damn i can't i can't deal with anti-vaxxers like they're just so fucking stupid like how am i supposed to have a conversation with someone who's so fucking stupid and also i I can't, I don't argue with people on why you should be a good person and why you should try to take care of people. There's so much research. There's no valid research saying that vaccines cause any sort of problem. There is no research whatsoever. Like I I talked to someone who was like that and then she sent me a link to holisticmommy.com. Like this is not valid research. This is not an actual academic research paper in regards to that. You know why it took so long to get a COVID vaccine? Like, it's still pretty early. Like they're talking about like the 90%, 95% like effective rate. Uh, with that, the idea is that's incredible. We've gotten it so fast because people work nonstop. Typically would take a year plus to get something like that. And the fact that they're getting it so fast is amazing. Uh, it's not just a lot of bullshit you people are talking about. Also another red flag she has, she's very skeptical on COVID and the shutdown stuff and stuff like that. They're like curfews. I don't get the curfews though. I'm like, What's being out past 10 doing? Like, what if you have to, like, what if there's an emergency or some shit? Like, curfew, that's weird. Um, people, like, some, like, truck drivers, they drive for a living. They'll drive through the night and shit like that. Um, so that's weird. I do get that. Um, but, like, anyways, business have to close down and stuff like that. We need to, like, keep just essential businesses open. And she's very skeptical about that. Like, you know, it's like, oh, but, uh, you know, if we do that. Like, oh, then people won't die. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good reason for anything we're up at like two hundred fifty thousand people dead right now people are planning thanksgiving like not getting tested not being safe and they're gonna have to you know have an icu christmas we're already max capacity in the icu dumbass uh we're gonna have to figure that out like soon like i'm just worried about myself like so i don't want to end up in the icu and like will i get a bed like if i even if i even do get in the ICU well, if I have to end up in the ICU will I even get like a a bed in there like our ICUs are full capacity because people are being dumbasses and so and I, like, I I usually like seeing my aunt around Christmas she's like in her 80s and like I'm definitely not gonna be able to see her because she, she if she gets COVID she's dead just plain and simple she's dead uh, but she's hot this woman's hot so these are red flags I'm thinking I'm just gonna stay away from her uh, this is not someone I would want to make a wife. She is very attractive, but this is definitely not someone I want to make a wife. And, uh, yeah, take that to the bank. Oh, my headphones are curled up, so I'm just going to keep talking into my mic and, uh, anything. So, um, good news, uh, I have another movie review. Everyone likes these movie reviews for some reason, so, uh, this isn't a drunk movie review. Like I said, I've been sober a week and I had to watch this video, uh, this week, but, uh, I decided to give the Twilight Saga a review. Um, I'm giving it a chance. 
this 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 series a chance, at least for a rewatch. Uh, because Stephanie Myers admitted that she based the character of Jacob on uh, Jacob on a My Chemical Romance song, uh, specifically without my research. From what I know, it's Famous Last Words. Uh, in regards to that, let me make sure cue here. I am not afraid to keep on living. I am not afraid to walk this world alone. Honey, would you stay? I'll be forgiven. Nothing you can say can stop me going home. So with that, I am... I very much uh, appreciate that. She based the character of Jacob about that. Like, he's going to love you no matter what. Uh... And he's not afraid to keep on going, loving you. So I, I thought that was cool. So, all right, My Chemical Romance, I'll give you a second chance. Um, the only one I saw before this was the first Twilight movie. And uh, with that, um, it was pretty bad. I went on a date with a girl. We kissed, we made out a couple times in the movie, but she was very wanting to watch the movie. And I think it was like her second time viewing it for some reason. Uh, but anyways, we never talked ever since after that. I was like a freshman in high school. We not talked ever since. Like we were in high school together. Just never talked again. And I went to a small high school, people. Um, so that was cool. I just wanted to brag. I made out with a woman seeing the first highlight movie. Still the worst date I've ever been on or the worst movie date I've ever been on. Um... And it's so, you know, I was kind of hesitant going in. After I finished the first movie, I'm like, okay, let's just keep going. Probably gets better from here. Um, Some thoughts I'm going into it on here. What the fuck was Robert Pattinson doing in this movie? It's like, hey, Robert, you know how you can, like, act and, like, say a full sentence without stuttering? Yeah. Don't do that. Say it. I'm a vampire. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing right now? I don't think anyone talks this way. I know, like, teens are weird and awkward in high school, but I don't think anyone acts like that. Um, obviously, uh, they were like, oh, I want to marry you, Bella. I want to marry you. And it's like, don't marry the first person you date in high school. Like, Bella's like, I'm a virgin. I've never been with another, basically never been with another man. Don't marry the first person you marry out of high school. Um, I mean, unless you're dating a little bit afterwards, but they got married, like, right out of high school. I'm like, that's super fucking dumb. Um, it's super, super, super fucking dumb. Um, however, uh, I actually do kind of like the, uh, the fictional world she created with that. Like, I wish they would have gone a little more into that because, like, the kind of the, the world building of that could have been really cool. Like, the vampire genealogy and, uh, ideology behind all of that was super, I mean, I thought that was super cool and the wolves and stuff like that. Um, you know, like I wish they would have done a little more world building over like the romance. And I think it would have been like a lot better series. Cause like, whole like the only way to kill a vampire is you have to like pull their arms off in, or you have to pull their heads off and then burn the body or stuff like that. That's super cool. Like that's an idea. And then like the, there's wolves and like they're, with their land, they guard their land from vampires and they kill any vampires come on their land. But they made like that treaty, I guess Jacob's tribe made a treaty with the colons since the colons don't, uh, are technically vegetarian, uh, vampires. They, what they do is they, uh, they don't attack humans. So, uh, so with that, they made that treaty. So as long as you don't attack humans, you can stay on this land, you, you eat the animals and whatever you have to do. Um, but uh, as soon as you, bite a human, uh, you're dead. So that's cool. And like the villains in there, Victoria was super hot. I learned that was Bryce Dallas Howard, which I didn't, I, she didn't look like Bryce Dallas Howard, but Bryce Dallas Howard is super hot. So, um, 
give or take. And she's really good at directing. She was directing some of the Mandalorian. She was the recent, uh, the third Mandalorian episode this season she directed, another one before that. So good for her. I like her. Uh, she's hot and she's talented, which is great. I think if you're hot and you're talented, uh, you should exist. And I'm into that shit. But, but no, Victoria was super hot. And it's cool having a hot villain, especially a woman villain who is super hot. I'm into that shit. And I think we need to do more hot villains, super hot villains and uh, super hot heroes too. You know what? We should get women, you know, we're like, let's have a woman lead in a movie. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that shit, but she needs to be attractive. And I know you're thinking I'm sexist, but the men need to be attractive too. Okay. Okay. I don't want to see ugly people. Okay. No one wants to see ugly people on screen. You want to say like, oh, maybe a plus size superhero. I'm like, no, that's not going to work. That There's definitely no way a plus size superhero is going to work. Okay. Just, just drop that fucking ideology. So, um, anyways, but no, a guy who played like Ned in the Spider-Man, uh, in this new Spider-Man trilogy, he's lost a ton of weight because I think he's going to be playing Hobgoblin soon. Good for him. God, I wish I could get on that Disney workout plan. I could, I would not have cheeks anymore. No, I'd still have cheeks. These cheeks aren't going anywhere. You know how fucking fat my cheeks are. Um, oh, okay. Anyways, let's get back to Twilight. Um, so like, in Eclipse, I think Eclipse and uh, Breaking Dawn Part 2 were the best ones because of all the fighting and, like, the world building. Um, so there's, like, that young girl who, like, got turned into a vampire and, like, I don't think she wanted to be turned into a vampire but was turned into a vampire against their will. And so when they're going to attack the Cullens and the wolves and stuff like that to get Bella, uh, the idea was, like... And then, like, you know, uh, the Cullen uh, parents, Carlisle and Mrs. Carlisle... Um, and they, like, they were like, you know what? You don't seem like you want to be attacking. Do you want to join our, like, vegetarian vampire clan? And she seemed like, yeah. And then, you know, Dakota Fanning showed up. And then, like, she's like, all right, got to kill her. I'm like, what? Why are we building up to that shit? Like, I wanted her to stay with the Cullens and be, like, the new member of the Cullen family. I think that'd just be super cool. So, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the movies did that wrong. I didn't read the books because I don't read books. I'll listen to audiobooks. But mostly the books I read are like Harry Potter or like Soul Art to Not Give a Fuck. Those are the only books I read. Audiobooks, anyways. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so Dakota Fanning killed, had her minions kill that girl. I was like, that's not cool. That's not cool, dude. Um, so what the fuck is going on? So he imprinted, Jacob imprinted on Renesmee? So the problems I have with that is... Like, he's in her life, he's in her life, her entire life, and, like, as, like, Uncle Jacob, which is fucking weird, okay? It's just, that's weird. I would say, say it, I was Jacob, and you're, because I'm not a pedophile. I'll put that on record, I'm not a pedophile. I do not want to know my spouse as a small child that would kill my boner instantly and the fact that he's around obviously he the idea of like he's protecting her blah blah blah, blah but it's still i don't i don't like children children annoy me sometimes i like them i like children though i like other people's kids but like i'm not attracted to children it's just i don't know it's just it's just a weird this is a weird personal thing but i don't know that's just fucking weird uh, I would just be like, all right, uh, Renesme, uh, let me know when you're an adult. I'll be back. And that way it's not weird. But no, he was just there her entire life. And uh, eventually they they kind of like showed like they ended up together and shit like that. So 
Um, yeah, I, I can't really uh, speak on behalf of that. Um, okay, also, there's like that end fight scene in Breaking Dawn Part 2, which is just fucking brutal. Obviously, there's some casualties if I'm in a big battle like that. So I kind of, you know, Carlisle and uh, uh, Alice's guy. I can't remember his name uh, for the moment, but uh, I'll, f- I'll figure it out. I don't really care. Um, but no, like, and they were fighting, and then they killed the king of the vampires took his head off and they finally killed him and they killed Dakota Fanning too, uh, which was really cool. And then they revealed it was all part of Alice's vision. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? Um, so that's rough, buddy. And so I just cannot, I could not deal with that. I'm like, okay. Um, I, I get the sentiment, like you don't want anyone to die, but still like they wouldn't do that in Harry Potter. Like if they were just there, that fan theories, like, and then Harry woke up from the cupboard under the stairs and realized it was all dream. Like, what the fuck did I just happened here? Um, but no, I guess it's, uh, it is what it is. So I've been going on way too long about twilight in short. The moral I found in the twilight saga is that stalking and pedophilia is okay. As long as you are super attractive. Um, ladies, if you're listening to this, you're like, I can't believe he just said that right now. I'm like, well, you're the ones who encouraged this novel. You're the ones who encouraged the story to become movies and a big whole fucking franchise with spinoffs with like, you know, it's franchises and spinoff to 50 shades of gray. And I can't believe that we can blame 50 shades of gray off my chemical romance. But anyway, so, um, as long as you're super attractive, apparently I don't condone pedophilia or stalking, but Apparently, it's okay as long as you're super attractive. That's the moral of the Twilight Saga. I can't think of any other reasoning why. Like that, you think Edward's attractive and he stuttered until the last movie. Maybe the last two, but uh, yeah, all right. This episode of the Schwegcast is brought to you by Duke Cannon Supply Company's Beer and Bourbon Box. Uh, Duke Cannon hails from a simpler time, a time when the term handyman was redundant, a time when chivalry wasn't considered old-fashioned. Duke Cannon's purpose is simple, to make superior quality grooming goods that meet the high standards of hard-working men. In the history of great duos, the partnership of beer and bourbon is even more important to our way of life than mac and cheese or... If you're British, fish and chips. Comes complete with three big beer soaps, a deliciously scented sandalwood soap made with old Milwaukee beer, a fresh citrus woodsy offering made with the Deschutes fresh squeezed IPA, and a warm cedar scent made with Budweiser and one big American bourbon soap. And a rich oak barrel scented bar made with Buffalo Trace bourbon. A perfect gift for the gentleman who appreciates a fine drink and a distinguished fragrance. Use the link in our description to get free shipping on your order over $20. This episode of the Schwedcast is brought to you by Honey. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in the description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo codes, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It is 100% free, and at no point will you have to pay for it with any microtransactions. It's just as simple as pressing a single button, and you can start saving money. It's that simple. I use Honey myself. I've been using it for years, and it's a great way to save money on pizza. It's a great way to for me to buy audio equipment online. It always saves me money. I've gotten 40%. I've gotten 50% even before. It is so great. I love Honey, and you will too. And if you don't use Honey, it's basically throwing money away. So use the link in the description of this episode. S- install it on your web browser, whether that's Chrome, Safari, 
Oprah, opera, whatever it's called, and start saving money on things you buy every day anyways. All right, everyone, and we are back. My little break, unless you're a Patreon member, then you didn't hear anything. You just heard this. Um, so it's time for me to uh, do this. Lights will guide you home and ignite your bones. And I will try to fix you. That's right, folks. Uh, I will be answering some relationship advice problems. If you have a problem in your relationship that I can solve, uh, feel free to email us at theshwedcast at gmail.com. More than happy to help. I think my caller has been crooked this entire podcast. But that's for you to suffer with, not me, because it's not. sounds like your problem. Um, anyways, let's go to our first question. <laughs> oh. This one's going to be rough. Uh, My boyfriend seems to care more about my cat than me. That's rough, buddy. Okay, so I would like to preface this post saying I am very sensitive, I am emotionally conscious, intuitive, and I have high emotional needs. All right, Alex, thank you for being honest with that. So I recently adopted a cat about three months ago. My boyfriend will text asking about my cat and how he, my cat, is doing, but rarely ask me how I am doing. I've already told him I need some attention too, but he quickly falls into this pattern of caring and being concerned over the cat versus me. I'm happy that he loves my cat, but I am starting to feel neglected. Any advice on what I should do? I am trying to do the most loving, considerate thing while also looking out for myself. So, that, okay. So I feel like the first step is that you, you're doing the right thing here when I'm saying that. It is weird answering these questions sober. I just want to admit to you all that it's weird doing this sober. Um, so you made the first right step saying that you need attention too uh, over your cat. It sounds like that's your love language and that uh, you're going to need some attention and affection too, not just your cat. So um, so really all I can say is he, he – sh- I mean – I wish you could, I could hear his perspective on this, uh, but anyways, I'm just going to go with your perspective. Like, you really have to drill home with the cat. Maybe, here's a, here's a thing I would say. Um, when he asks about the cat, just be like, cat's fine, and just, like, leave it very blank and uh, not very, very short with those answers, and then, like, make kind of make it, try to make it so change the conversation topic on him. Where, so, like, the cat's fine, uh, if the cat's having any problems, you'll let him know, but obviously the cat is fine. So I just kind of, like, do very, like, one-word text messages back, he'll kind of get the idea. It's like, I would roll my eyes and be like, all right, I was just trying to cat. But obviously you've mentioned to him that you would like him to give you some attention to, not just the cat. So you're making the right steps in the first place. Um, I feel like you just kind of have to manipulate the situation and kind of get what you want, or... Maybe he's into cats, so get some cat ears, maybe a little cat tail, do a little dance, get on ball fours. Um, maybe he's into cats. Well, if you like cats so much, now I'm a cat girl. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I like that. So uh, maybe he's into that shit. So uh, that's I'll say that. Um, be the little kitten that he wants. Um, be the cat he needs. Be be that little kitten for him. Maybe you become the kitten. Maybe you become the little cat girl. And uh, maybe you can start pleasing him in other ways that he likes. But no, it looks like you're making good steps. Uh, maybe just be a cat. I don't know. That could that could work. I'm just throwing some ideas out there for you. Um, did my 
browns are just really do okay good it was like froze and then liked it okay next question i got good netflix movies to watch on a date hello what are some good movies on netflix to watch on a first date if i don't know what type of movie she is into i messed up one time and put on taxi driver <laughs> she she never messaged me again haha <laughs> want to avoid this situation again and she's a nice easy movie with no that no one would really hate oh man dude if you haven't seen taxi driver it's a very very intense movie. Not really one you would ask a woman to see, especially on a first date. Um, obviously, Disney Plus is a very good one because um, there's a lot of, a lot of Disney movies. Um, very lighthearted movie. Go for like a movie in the 2000s, you know, like Holes is a good one. Um, you know, just very, very popular, like, like a popular comedy type movie maybe based off a book. Not something that's not super intense, obviously. What I do is I like to play a Marvel movie. Uh, for for situations where she's coming over for the first time, uh, that way when she comes over, uh, she sees, "Hey, I'm watching the Avengers: Infinity War right now." Uh, this is the type of guy you get. So she knows what she's getting herself into, and she knows exactly what. So I always do Marvel, but I'm actually a big Marvel fan. Uh, Star Wars, I would avoid because Star Wars is girlfriend material. You don't show a woman you like Star Wars. Because, like, the opening crawl comes on and she's not reading it. She's, like, kissing her neck. Like, stop that shit immediately. That's on. Okay, also, don't watch Airbud. Airbud, do not watch Airbud because that movie's too good. Uh, Airbud is not a movie you bring out on a, on a date uh, because it's like, she starts wondering, like, let's get going. I'm taking my clothes off. I'm like, no, wait. You don't know how the team's doing. They could lose this game. Uh, they didn't say anything about a dog not being able to play. So, Airbud, I would say out. Shrek is a good one, but I also really like Shrek. I, I could, I could, I, I could keep Shrek on in the background for sex. Shrek two, good, especially Shrek three. You can keep Shrek three on in the back for no problem. Like that movie's not as good. I hope the Shrek the fifth is pretty good, but no. I would just say maybe just something very light, lighthearted uh, is the best movie. Disney Plus, Disney movies are really great. Uh, Pixar. Don't put up on. That's just a bummer. That's just gonna. That's gonna bummer out. Uh, but no, Pixar's pretty good because I feel like those appeal to adults and kids. So uh, that's good. But no, sometimes you know if you wanna like, if you wanna find a film that could be a deal breaker, that's always a good one too because you know this is the type of guy you get. So that's why I always go with Marvel. Uh, you know, and everyone liked Marvel movies, so you can't go wrong with that. So she doesn't like Marvel movies. That's gonna be really hard. At least on my end, that would be really hard because I like going to all of them in theaters. Uh, I like you know geek out on that stuff so you know uh this is the type of guy you get all i can say in regards to that um let's move on to the next question uh here my parents won't let me marry my girlfriend because she's poor instead they want me to marry my mom's friend's daughter so i have a lot of opinions already on this just from the title so i've been dating my girlfriend for four years now met in college almost 6k miles from our hometown uh where i found out we live 10 minutes away from each other as dating is a big no-no where I come from. My parents have no idea. A week ago, I brought her up to my parents. Four years, and you haven't brought her up to her parents? Damn. And we mentioned that I'm interested in marrying her. They asked the usual questions. Everything seemed to be going fine, but they, then they said no. When I asked why, they said she's not within our socioeconomic level. A little arguing later, they started saying th such things as she's poor, her family doesn't suit ours, and a bunch of other BS relating to that. 
Yesterday, as I was preparing to go to work, mom mentions that she found a girl that suits me. Turns out that girl is her friend's daughter who I have talked to once before and immediately hated her guts. She's the most entitled, narcissistic bitch I have ever seen. Mom, on the other hand, loves her and more importantly, thinks that our families are very suitable. I scoffed at the idea and left for work. When I came back, mom and dad were waiting for me. They said, marriage is more than just the both of you. It's about the two families. Our families cannot be associated with hers as it is not within our economic level. My parents are now talking, taking this personally. They got the entire family involved, all of which support my parents. I don't know what to do. Marriage here is different than what you might be used to. Simply blessings aren't enough. Usually the groom's parents meet the brides at her house to ask her for her hand in marriage. This, along with other reasons, make it impossible for me to marry her without my parents' approval. I did not tell my girlfriend any of this, as it would absolutely destroy her, as good. Do not bring that shit up to her. Um, maybe you might, you're eventually going to bring it up to her if you end up marrying her. Um, but I think you're... Here's the message I have for your parents. Pretty bold of you little fucks to assume that I'm not God. Um, buddy, it's the year 2020, bud. Uh, you shouldn't need your parents' blessings to fucking marry anyone, dude. Uh, oh, it's going to look bad in our family. What? This isn't the 18th century, bud. You don't need to fucking... What, are you going to trade her for a pack of mule... Like a mule or something? Like, for fuck's sake, how stupid are your parents? Like, we need to marry... You don't need to marry anymore for socioeconomic class. Like, you're the son. Like, oh, yeah, we need you to marry another rich person. We get their daughter so our families can unite and we can have our kingdom. What the fuck are you talking about? This is an episode of... Is this fucking Hamilton, the musical? I can't marry the older one because uh, Hamilton doesn't have any... Uh, uh, his parents aren't rich or anything. He just has a cool... He can talk a lot. Uh, no, he, he's got to marry the middle sister. It works out. Um, no, dude. Fuck, fuck your parents. Um, fuck your family, too. Uh, I think you're going to have to bring it up to her eventually. But at the same time, what you need to say is, look, I don't agree with my parents, but I'm just going to tell you what's going on and tell her that, that you should get married to her. You should get married to her just to piss off your parents. See, the problem with my parents is... I don't think they're going to care whoever I marry. They're just like, she, she's it's a woman. It's a human woman. Like they're going to like check her pulse and her heartbeat. Uh, and they're like, she's, she's real shit like that. And so I don't think my parents are going to be big into that. Uh, but uh, for your situation, it's, it's more than just blessed. You don't need a blessing. Okay. There's like the idea, like you ask for me, a man, you ask a woman's father, like for his blessing to marry his daughter. So here's my situation. I assume that I'll get in good with the father because I always start off with the lines like, well, I see where she gets her good looks from. Usually wins them over pretty quickly. I'm pretty, I can, I can schmooze with the best of them. So I'm not too worried about, uh, getting her father on my side. Um, I'm actually a little more worried about the mother. So my dad was telling me like, when you met, like when you met, when you met my mom and stuff like that and get married, like her dad loved my mom. Uh, my mom's mom passed away when she was very young. Uh, and then there's also grandma, my great-grandma, McCronald's, like, greatest woman who ever existed in the history of the world. Lived to, like, 98, like, doing shit in her 90s. Uh, she was hesitant at first, but then she grew to like him, and then the rest of the family had to, like, learn along the way. Uh, but no, it was really funny. I'm like, my dad hit it off with the father pretty easily. I think, like, my mom was the last one to get married or something like that, so that's probably why. He's like, I gotta marry my daughters. Uh, but anyways, dude, uh, fuck your parents and your family. Uh, just marry her. If you love her... Love is the most powerful thing here. Got to turn on the auto-tune. Love is all you need. All you need is love. Ba -ba -da -da -da.
love is all you need. So, uh, fuck your parents. I would say marry her if you want to. Uh, don't marry if you don't want to. But don't marry that other bitch that your mom wants to get together with. That's something else, too. I love my mom, and I know she wants the best for me. But she tries to set me up with someone that's immediately like, I'm not going to, I'm not dating that person. There's definitely no way. Uh, it's like, you've never had an orgasm before? Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass for me. It's going to be a real hard pass for me. I'm not saying women should have work. I just want her to know what she likes. Okay, I've talked too much. I love my parents, FYI, if they even made it this far. Um, move on to the next question. Uh, my girlfriend broke up with me yesterday, but she's having a panic attack now. My girlfriend broke up with me yesterday. I took it badly personally, so what I did was unfollowed her on all platforms and made my accounts private because I don't want to look, nor do I want her to look. I wanted to do no contact at least for a week to build myself back up. She's been calling me nonstop today, and while I do love and care for her, she basically let me out to dry yesterday in a horrible way. Now she's having a panic attack and not processing everything well. She lives alone, and I am certain the loneliness gets to her. I used to send her messages every morning for about a year, but this is the first time she's got nothing from me. My biggest fear is that she'll justify her choice of breaking up with me and feel worse about everything. There's like a 6% chance of that happening, I feel, but she's having a panic attack, not doing well, and I care for her and want to be happy. Should I swallow my pride and talk to her? Uh, the answer is, um, the question is, does she want you back? Do you want her back? That's the question. Um, you're, you're not overreacting when you unfollowed her and you just, you just want space away from her because obviously you still have a feeling of, ca you still care for her. And so this idea of like looking at her, looking at anything with her, uh, makes you feel bad and just sad and stuff like that. So no, you did fine. She's having a panic attack from her own fucking decisions from, from a lot of my exes, I can tell you this. Do not. You are not responsible for someone else's mental health. That is her problem. She needs to see a therapist if she's having problems. She needs to see a doctor if she's having problems. That is not your problem. I learned that the hard way, but I can tell you that is right. You know what? Simp. Don't be a simp. I think I meant something else with it. Don't be a simp. Uh, you're doing the right thing. And you're like, if she wants, I mean, if she wants, if you want to talk to her, that's fine. But you have to go into it with, I'm not going to try to win you back. This is your choice. You decided this. And she says, I can't live without you. Then tell her good, then die. That's, that's the best thing I can say. Um, she broke up with you. This is her choice. If she wants to get back together uh, and you think you want to get back together, she's going to have to earn it. She shouldn't, you should be the bigger person. Uh, be, the big, be nice to her. Don't, don't be a bit, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. Come on. Uh, but anyways, it's it's her fault that she's not that she broke up with you. It's, oh, this is all her fault. All you're trying to do is cope, and like you're doing it very you're doing it very respectfully. Uh, no, you just don't want to contact her, or be reminded of her. You just want to get your mind off of her because uh, you know you gotta time heals all wounds, and you need to do that. So I think you're doing everything fine. Just if you want to talk to her, just tell her like, look, I'm not trying to win you back, but this is your fault. This is what you did, and uh, if you can't live without me, then die. I'm not in charge of your mental health. You're in charge of your own mental health. We're all in charge of our own mental health people. So uh, do not date to find a therapist, even though that would be convenient. Don't do that. It's too much pressure on the other person, and it's not good for you. Relationships are, they, it's not 100-100 like these people say. It's 50-50. Uh, you're in charge of your own shit. They're in charge of their own shit. You come together and, you know, just try to make each other happier in life. Shit like that. You know, that's what it is. Um, so yeah, uh, tell her to go fuck herself. Uh, next question. I feel terrible for feeling this way. Boyfriend is way too small to satisfy me. 
I'm going to try to make this as simple as possible. My boyfriend's dick size is very small. That doesn't change the way how I feel about him whatever whatsoever. I care for him so much, and he's amazing. But whenever it comes to the sex, it's just never enough. My boyfriend is a great guy. We've been together for over a year, and he's very kind to me. And a lot of our relationship contains physical affection. A lot. It's nice having sex with him, but it's kind of just a difficult for me to be fully satisfied by that fact that his dick is very small. Whenever he's thrusting into me, his dick slips out quite often, making it kind of awkward for me. It's hard for me to explain. It's just, I, I get it. I, I know how to. I get it. It's just that I don't get it personally. I've just seen porn. And that he has to put it back in. It slips out, and then he has to put it back in uh, again, and so on. I thought at first he was intentionally pulling out because he didn't want to come inside me, but it's actually accidental. Oh, that's funny. But he's a good guy if he doesn't want to come inside you. Um, good guys don't come inside people. It, it gets a bit annoying when his dick it just isn't able to stay inside of me. The thrusting will feel so good, and then all of a sudden it'll fall out, and we have to readjust ourselves and start again. This happens at least 10 to 15 times during intercourse. We've tried so many different positions, and they all just seem to end up with his dick not being able to stay inside of me for more than a couple of minutes at a time. My boyfriend has addressed the his size multiple times in the past and how unhappy and embarrassed he is about it. Of course he is. He's very self-conscious and I've done nothing but reassure him that his size doesn't affect how I feel about him. However, at the end of the day, the sex just isn't great for me. We were both virgins before we met each other. So the years we've been together has just been a learning process for both of us. When it came to sex during the last year, I've been able to discover what I find most enjoyable in bed. The one, and one of those things is the missionary position. It feels amazing for me, but his dick is just so small that sometimes it just won't, stop slipping out. I was totally fine with sacrificing the preferred position in order to find something that could work better, but everything else kind of just ended up the same. It's very discouraging for me, and the sex is becoming less and less enjoyable. Uh, my boyfriend has mentioned once before that how he would be hurt if I ever suggest him to take something that makes his size bigger, and I totally understand that, but it just kind of leaves me in a very tough and awkward position. My boyfriend is very sensitive in general, and if I ever told him that I wasn't enjoying sex that much because of his dick size, he would be crushed. I have no idea how to deal with this. How do I approach him about this? Is there no solution? Okay, um, so I'm gonna just make some, okay, so I don't mean to brag or anything, um, but, um, flaccid penis is not impressive, so uh, I'll just take the bad part. Erect penis is fine with me. Uh, I'm very fine with that. Um, I've never had any problems. No woman has ever had a problem. Um, one interesting thing you say in regards to this is the size isn't the problem, it's the fact that it keeps slipping out, which is very interesting because a lot of guys are always, uh, a lot of guys are always interested in, like, thinking, like, uh, it has to be super big to do it. And I guess, you know, hit things in the back or whatever, or whatever, the G-spot. Uh, but for you, it's different. You're not having a problem with the size of it, like, you know, the penetration. The problem is it's, like, you're getting up there, and then all of a sudden it slips out. And I was like, oh, fuck. Um, so um, one thing I'd say, I, I think last resort, I'm going to tell you this first. Last resort is... You gotta, you gotta talk about this. You just gotta go in with a caring and loving way. Like, look, I'm not leaving you for any reason. I just want sex to be great for both of us. Cause I think relationships work good when the sex is good. Uh, it's just common sense works with everything. Uh, so that's gonna be one issue. You say, obviously, the size don't. The size is only a problem during sex. Um, one thing. I mean, I'm just gonna ramble at the top of my head of what could help you out. Um, maybe. 
because I, I, would, I would say a vibrator maybe. Guys, we've got to stop being offended if a woman wants to use a vibrator in bed. Look, clitoral stimulation is hard to do with penetrative stuff like that. It's just, just we need to, we need to, let's make a movement to stop being offended if she wants to bring out a vibrator. As long as she's not shoving it in herself. Because, you know, penetrative and then she gets the vibration and sometimes it feels good on you. Uh, so let's do that. I was thinking like a vibrating cock ring, but I, that's not going to help with the slipping out factor. Um, other thing is, um, you know, missionary, so like maybe he, you got to work on some flexibility maybe, get your legs up in the air and then just kind of has to like get you really close and then pump it in you. That uh, could be very helpful. Um, but I really think you just have to have a good heart-to-heart just be like, look, nothing I can do, nothing I could say. It's weird, like, if you get on top, shouldn't it stay in a little bit more? Like, I guess you you got to kind of get yourself going, but uh, you say you like a missionary more, so. Um, yeah, best thing I can really suggest, maybe get some get, get some pills. Um, can't the enlarger pumps work? Maybe get that. I just think as long as you don't talk about it to other people, it's fine. You know what? Uh because you know, I feel like you you like them, so I don't think you just gotta get you just gotta work things out. Um, also, um, it sounds like you may have done a little work. I I always say women need to figure out like what gets them off, gets them to orgasm. Because if because men know what does it for them, because we've been jerking off forever, and so we kind of know what we like and dislike. Uh, women have to do the same thing. Like the, you got to know what makes you orgasm, or else you're never gonna get one from a man because he's not gonna know what to do if you don't know what to do. So just figure that shit out. You can figure out what makes you, get you going, and then go from there. Because life, is, as Hannah Montana would say, life is what we make it, so let's make it right. So um, you might have to work in some enlargement pills or something like that, enlarger pump. Um, try, make it as a last resort, but maybe try, uh, maybe it's just got to grab on your legs and just keep going and make sure it doesn't fall out. I'm trying to think of how small it has to be. Because obviously when it's penetrating, you don't have a problem. So I think that's going to be it. Maybe you got to work on that gorilla grip. I don't know. All right, let's move on. Offended so many people. Uh, next question I have. Turns out my girlfriend is not asexual. Oh, good. I get to piss off asexual people again. So to make things short, I have been with this girl for like four years now. We are both 25 and have been really great together. She's everything to me. We live together and I love her with my whole heart. We have always had issues with sex from the beginning. She told me that she thought she was in, in the asexuality spectrum and that she did not feel any sexual attraction towards me regardless of that she wanted me to feel happy and loved so we did have sex every so often without penetration though because she's still a virgin and didn't feel right you live together and you're not having penetrative sex i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry dude we have had a couple of issues with this libido thing but we have managed to find find some middle ground and apart from that every other aspect of our relationship has been absolutely amazing oh boy you, don't tell me you're doing the poop hole loophole okay the problem comes from about four months ago she became distant and started spending a lot of time on her computer talking to her friends and doing nothing else i tried to talk to her about it and the only thing she told me was that she felt trapped in our relationship and that she needed a bit of time for herself so we took time being apart, she went to her mom's flat and st- I stayed on her house. This has been going for about a month or so now. We still talk and see each other every weekend. But last night, she told me she had something important to tell me. It turns out that four months ago, she met a guy and that she really feels sexual attraction towards him. This made her realize that she can actually feel that sexual desire and has been having doubts about our 
about hours since then. She told me that she wants to stay with me and grow old together, but that at the same time, she feels like by doing so is killing some part of her and it's debating with herself whether it's worth it or not. I'm not going to lie, I'm broken. My heart aches a lot and I'm having insecurities knowing there are people out there that she can make her feel something and I'm not able to. I want to be with her and try to make things work, but I have no idea if it's the right thing to do or how the hell to make this work. What do I do? I am lost. First of all, if you're living together, you need to have actual penetrative sex. Look, virginity is stupid, and we shouldn't be idolizing virginity at all. It's stupid, and you lose it, and you're like, that's it? Okay. Uh, you need to stop idolizing anyone's or fucking virginity and stuff like that. And then we need to stop idolizing how many people we have sex with, too. Like, that's not a big deal. We need to stop idolizing the time we lost our virginity and shit like that. It's not a big deal, people. Um, she says she wants to be with... If she's not sexually attracted to you, like I said, sex is such a big important thing in relationships, and she doesn't want to have sex with you, that's a deal breaker. She wants to, she likes you emotionally. It sounds like you're going to be good as friends, not in a relationship. It sounds like you're going, this is going to be really hard for you, but yeah, you're going to have to break out with her. I'm sorry, but uh, you got to move on. You got, you deserve better than this king. My king here, you deserve a lot better than her. Uh, she thinks she's asexual when she was with you, but. Asexual people. I just don't think asexual people should be in relationships. I'm sorry if you're asexual, but you can go fuck yourself. Like, stop using non-asexual people for your own selfish desires and uh, for your own selfish gain. It's just horrible. You're a horrible person, and you need to deal with that. It's nothing wrong with being asexual, but the fact that you use people in relationships makes you a horrible person. Dude, you need to break up with her and just get her out of your life because she's not doing anything. She can have sexual desires for other people besides you. Fuck her. Fuck her. Break up with her. Do it. Just pull the Band-Aid off. Pick the scab. I don't know what the best thing to do here, but fuck her and, uh, yeah, fuck her. Fuck her. Break up with her. That's all I can say. Break. Break up with your girlfriend. That's how that uh, Ariana Grande song goes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Next question. And, uh, all right. This is our last one. All right. How many relationships did you have before you settled down? I'm a tw I'm a 23 year old male. I've been in a relationship for a month now, dating for three. It's dating for three. Okay, so it's like they've been talking for about three months, but made it official about a month ago. Uh, it's or so maybe four months in. Good for me right now, and she makes tough times a lot better. But I'm nowhere near ready to settle down. I don't want to till I'm at least 30. This is my second relationship. I spent all of university focusing on work and myself. Same here, but I still met women. I had one casual thing for a few months that ended horribly, and that was about the extent of it. I just feel guilty that I don't want to settle down with her right now. It's early days, but I'm not thinking about that at all. I don't think this will be my last relationship. It could be, but I want to travel a lot and doesn't lend itself too well to marriage. And honestly, I'm just wanting to enjoy my time with her and have the most positive experience I can. It's this normal feeling for a mid-20s relationship. I don't feel I have enough experience of relationships yet to really determine what's right for me and what isn't. Thanks. Okay. So you're 23, so you're super young, uh, which is weird. I'm 27, so I don't know why I'm giving telling super young. And then, like, some people think I'm young, but then I, they feel like I'm a little bit, I feel like young 30s, and that's like older to some people. But uh, most of my friends are in my 30s now, so it's, I just feel like I'm in my 30s. Um, oh, look, so you're dating her and you like her a lot. So don't, don't expect that this thing has to end in marriage or not. That's a bull, Christian bullshit that you shouldn't 
listen to you. Just spend time with her. Just stay in a relationship. Um, if you feel like you're going to marry her, uh, if you, there's going to be a moment in your mind you're going to like, I want to marry this woman. Do it. But also don't like – if she thinks she wants to marry you, don't lead her along. Don't lead someone along. Um, but you're still super young. Like people – you're my parents expect me people to be married at 23. You don't need to be. I'm 27. I'm, I'm not married. I have other friends. They're not married either and they're in their 30s. It's not a big deal. Um, it, I mean you like her. Just spend time with her. Enjoy her. Uh, don't put her on a pedestal. Don't make her first. Like the – your number one priority. It sounds like you're doing really good with that. It sounds like you're very healthy. And I wish I was as healthy as you in my mind. There's some for a while. I was like, I have to get married. I have to get married. I have to get married. But now I'm like, yeah, I don't need to get married. I'll just do what I want. Uh, just want to meet people. So yeah, just enjoy it. it. Just as long as she's not expecting marriage right now, just enjoy each other's company. Just have fun. Uh, unless she's, you eventually are going to have to talk. Like, do you want to get married? If you, things get more serious, uh, just make sure you decide in your mind, like, what you want. Always just understand what you want. But I would say stay in this. Don't break this relationship up right now. You're still pretty young. Uh, this relationship's still pretty young, and you're young, too. Don't break it up because of that. Just, you know, realize that, hey, you're – it's what happens, happens. Uh, just do what feels right. Uh, always do what feels right to you, and – uh be the best version of yourself and always put yourself first. Don't put these bitches before you. That's all I can say. Uh, so moral of this episode, do not put another bitch before you. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much for everyone tuning in and watching, tuning in, enjoying the fun. Uh, I hope y'all break up with your significant others. And then when you are single, email the shredcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to date or anything like that, I, I probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, but no, if you have any relationship problems or any news articles or any movies you want me to review, hit me up, theshredcast at gmail.com. Uh, the movie has to be cringy or else I'm not going to watch it. Uh, so hit me up there, uh, questions, comments, concerns, and everything like that. Uh, subscribe to me on Spotify. Oof is out now, but I'm going to have more music coming out soon. So you got to stay tuned for that. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It should be all at the Shweezy everywhere. And Twitch too. Follow me on there and subscribe if you have an Amazon Prime account. Be a cool person. Subscribe and like the podcast though. That's what's really important right now because this is the podcast and this is where you need to be right now. Hang out, have fun, uh, stay shwoke, everyone. Follow us on Patreon, $5 a month, add free episodes, be the, uh, the, the people I really love. So uh, in the meantime, stay shwoke, stay awesome, and uh, bye. Hashtag pray for Hey, you. You just finished a full episode of the Schwedcast. I hope your brain cells don't hurt. Uh, if you want to support this show financially in the best way possible, go check us out on Patreon for $5 a month. You, yes, you can get ad-free episodes of the Schwedcast and is the best way to personally support me and this channel.